Welcome, everybody, to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles, and I'm joined, as always, by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Thank you for joining us on this live episode on a Tuesday night. A little bit different, but, uh, you know, Canadian Thanksgiving last night. We're all fucking Canucks, eh? So this is uh, this is what we have. We were all turkey, uh, dude. Like, I, I wasn't doing anything. I ate too much turkey. <laughs> Tripping on tryptophan. Yep. <laughs> so tonight, very special episode, Tim. What are we talking about tonight? The final movie in this 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 run, this this franchise that you know we we love. This is this is like the last official one. We were what talking, are you about. talking about. This, what do you mean? There's more. This is the last real one. Oh, yes, yeah, it is. No, no, you're you're because Freddy versus Jason, it, it is real, but it's it's not just Freddy's movie. Anyways, can I finish my intro? Can I? You may you may proceed. Yes. All right, 1994. This movie was released. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Stay tuned, everyone. Craven's new nightmare. Here we go. Tim, give us the synopsis, please. I don't know. Am I allowed? Uh, I don't know. If Josh is going to fuck start yelling at me or something. <laughs> All right. A demonic force has chosen Freddy Krueger as its portal to the real world. Can Heather play the part of Nancy one last time and trap the evil trying to enter our world? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say it right off the bat. What a breath of fucking fresh air after the last couple of fucking shit movies that we've had to sit through. Do you want to know why I like <sighs> this one? Because it's wow. Wes Craven's. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like the fucking creators come back to well, save his franchise. You know what I mean? Well, like I was saying kind of before we started to you guys, this is fucking meta horror before meta horror became a real thing. Yeah. You know, this is, this is like you were kind of saying, Tim, it was like, you know, they said, Hey Wes, we need to do another movie. And he's like, I'll give you a fucking movie. And he but, writes a movie about writing a movie. But the thing is, it's like, okay, so all the sequels are obviously based off the first one. Wes Craven was only really involved in the first one. And they kind of got to a point where they painted themselves into a corner. And where do they go? This movie was a, kind of genius stroke of like 
okay, we can't go anymore that way, so we're going to go this way. And it's still very much in line with, you know, a Freddy Krueger movie, but I don't know, it's just a little different. I don't know. I just, I dug it. I dug it. Well, they did. They they really took it in that direction, and they, they really hit the point multiple times in this movie. Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. He can't be coming back. And and they talk about it when they're talking about getting the script writing and and what's Wes actually doing with this. You know, they they beat that dead horse multiple times in this movie because that's the reality right. of it, right? You know, people were wondering the whole time when they announced Wes Craven's new nightmare. Everybody's like, how the hell are they going to do another Freddy movie when they've admitted that they've killed him off? They're not wanting to ever bring him back again. Yeah, but that's just a lie. You know? That's just something studios say to get people amped up. That's like Harrison Ford saying, I'll never play Han Solo again, and then proceeds to play Han Solo three times. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. And, I mean, let's face it, the, the, the executives at New Line in the movie were like, the fans want what the fans want. So, you know, meta horror, here we go. <laughs> right, giving us exactly what the we wanted. The concept is very cool for this film. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, mean, I thought it's... there was going to be more. Like you just you you like you <laughs> pause for a minute, but like I was expecting a but. Oh, oh, there, yeah, there's yeah, a but. It's just it's just the tone. <laughs> it's just the tone in which he said it. This movie is pretty cool. But... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so so here we have a scenario where we have the real people playing themselves. We have. Heather Lingenkamp, uh, we have, you know, Robert England, we have John Saxon, which I fucking love that John Saxon was in this movie. And you know what? I love John Saxon as an actor, and I love always seeing him as the cop dad in the movie, but to see him as actually John Saxon was almost just as fucking cool as having him play, you know, whatever role he's going to play in a movie, right? It's like, dude, yeah, it's John Saxon. Uh, you know, Wes Craven playing Wes Craven, and then we throw in a mix of other characters who aren't playing themselves necessarily they're just kind of adding to the roles of the characters it's it is just basically the focus on the main people of nightmare on elm street the original plus we get gage uh, so then plus we get gage from pet cemetery plus we get gage is a little bit older and he plays you know danny and, and, and it's like yeah the the son of heather and and uh and the pinpoint of how the demon comes to exist within reality is how we shall possibly describe this. She, she, she describes, uh, Heather describes in the movie that, uh, that it's like a curse on her, so to speak. And, you know, she's worried about passing on the nightmares and the, and the, the demons, so to speak, that come with the life that she's led in the movies that she's made. So here we have, the, you know, in a meta sense, once again, her son being passed on the demons, but the demons coming to life th truly through him and his dreams. Well, at one point she flat out says she has like a cousin that went to like the mental institution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it runs in her family, mm -hmm. apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, so now we get in, in this in this wonderful story, okay, the the idea that yes, there there's a surprise. They're making a new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Wes Craven's been writing it. He's writing it in a very similar sense to what he wrote the original Nightmare on Elm Street. He has dreams. He writes them down. He he has experiences with people. He writes them down, and but mainly it's it's the idea that every night he dreams something, 
And it becomes one of those catch-up scenarios where he starts writing and that's coming to life as well. Um, we have Freddie that's on board, you know, Robert England that's on board with making a new movie. Heather's kind of iffy about jumping onto the movie. Uh, there's all kinds of people involved in that way. Uh, even Heather's husband in this movie, Chase, is an effects artist uh, who has been on a special assignment by New Line and West to create a new version of the Freddie glove for the new vision from Wes Craven, which is dope. I fucking love it. It fits the whole demon aspect of what's going on. So starting off this movie though, the opening is fucking dope in my opinion. Just the way that they kind of go back to the whole idea of showing Freddy, you know, making a glove and everything else. But it turns out to be a different scenario where it's like a robotic hand glove. And you kind of figure when you first watch this movie, oh, this is where they're going with this. He's got like, you know, some robotic hand and shit. And even though the effects work when it comes to the CGI isn't the greatest, the the whole idea of this robotic glove coming to life and like stabbing people and shit is awesome, in my opinion. Like it's a great way to open the movie. It's an absolute no, great way I to agree. open the movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So the movie takes its turn uh, as we start to see the demonic Nightmare Freddy come up, uh, you know, from the depths and into reality and starts to, there's, there's, there's scenarios in the movie that are influenced by him that are like representations of scenes from the actual movie yeah, series. Uh, it was almost like a greatest hits, but yeah. like just done a little bit different. You know what I mean? So like, one especially on obviously yep. is like the girl being dragged up to the wall and onto the ceiling. That's my favorite fucking scene in this whole movie. And when Freddie's standing upside down, looking yeah. at the kid and he turns yeah, his fucking head, like, looking at the kid. I, I'm I like, we've talked about this before in the other episodes when regarding Freddie, like I actually found him kind of scary. Like, like he's kind of scary. Well, cause it's not Freddie. Like the whole premise is this is like there's a dream demon, some demonic entity that's real, right? Yeah. And he's just taking like the form of things that scare people. Yeah. Which is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and this this version of Freddy Krueger is kind of scary. It goes back to being creepy fucking Freddy Krueger. I don't I don't like how he looks. I liked it. I liked it. I mean I think it's I think it's perfect. Yeah, I liked I thought the the because because it's not Freddy, yeah, so right. to speak. It is a version of Freddy. Because, I mean, all the, all the stuff is, like, new. Like, his sweater's new, his hat's new. Like, and the green is yeah, very green I, on his no sweater. no mistake, and, like, it's red and green, you know? <laughs> exactly. In some of the dark scenes, I was like, man, that green is really fucking showing green on my TV. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, the uh, the scene in the hospital that where where he takes her up the fucking wall is an ode into yep. the first one beautiful right uh him coming through uh what is it the uh, the fucking sheets or oh whatever. yeah yeah right you know when you start with the and he comes up through it and everything else it's fucking dope i love one of my favorite jump scenes in this movie is when she looks in the closet and he comes through the fucking clothes at her it was amazingly well done you know what i mean just the little jumps like that that happen um, even right down to the point where, when the boy is up on the top of the playground equipment and he's kind Crazy. of, right. I was like, it's like part three, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? With the guy on the tower. Right. And, and Freddie just goes and he falls. Right. You know, the, 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 uh, the marionettes guy, 
but it, it not quite, but it yeah. is. You know what I mean? There's always a scenario like that. I think that's so. why I don't like the new Freddy as much. He doesn't get any of like the crazy Freddy antics, like turned into a fucking puppet or playing video games with the power glove. Now you're playing with power. But he still tries to have like these one-liners, and they just don't hit. Like there's a couple that he says, and it's like, what? That wasn't funny or scary or what? Why did you speak? Just, just be quiet. But I, th- but I think that that comes down to the fact that it is still the mm-hmm. image of Freddy. You know what I mean? So this demon's still trying to, you know, take that form as it is. So what we have is we have not necessarily a wise cracking version of Freddy, but somebody who will toss out the lines. Like if you had you like an AI computer set up to, to write Freddy Krueger and you just punched in a bunch of this data and this is what you get. <laughs> maybe it's not too far from the truth it's not like the demon actually understands certain things you know what i mean like it's it's just trying to come into the world and murder people steal some souls and shit okay josh i'd really like to hear what you have to say about this movie okay uh this particular viewing of Wes craven's new nightmare took place october 10th 2021 at 7 53 p.m uh, I love the premise of this film, but I, I really do dislike the Freddy redesign. Uh, I don't like the the glove. I think the trench coat is a weird addition, and his face just looks odd. Uh, we start out, we get this uh, kid eating some evil oatmeal. Don't know what the, that's a precursor to, but... Just making some evil oatmeal. Freddy. Freddy. <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly Freddy. Uh, I don't know. And then the kid <laughs> fucking evil man in my oatmeal. This kid just has a full-on meltdown and just starts losing it. And all I can think of is Babadook with the kid just screaming and screaming. Uh, how can you not love Freddy? The the entrance on the talk show was absolutely amazing when he's mm-hmm. like bursting through the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like that's peak lovable Freddy. Uh, the kid is a weirdo. Um, Gage is a major weirdo in this movie. And uh, just saying it's a weirdo. Uh, the stolen glove is a nice reference. So we get to see that uh, the opening sequence there with the glove and the glove goes missing. Because as we all know, as trivia time with Tim happened on the, what was it, the second one, the glove got actually stolen. Mm. Uh, so Heather's butthurt about her kid watching Nightmare on Elm Street, which we've already established is like the least scary thing you can watch. And she's telling them like this horrible story about Hansel and Gretel and being like super graphic. Do you guys think Heather was phoning it in on this? Or is she just like generally a bad actress? I think it might have been I don't think she's a bad actress. I don't know. It's I've yeah, never I don't think seen she's her a bad actress. Else. I just don't think that she was really good at acting as herself. Yeah, she's <laughs> acting as. It, it's a different thing, you know. It's it's a different thing because I this almost comes across as it's not like they said just be yourself. It's like you know you need to act like yourself. And you know what I mean? That's kind of the impression that I got. So she's kind Confused of you know about... putting some yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... Like she doesn't yeah. know if she's being Heather or she's yeah. or being Nancy. Yeah. There's a few times yeah. where it's weird. Exactly. Uh. Is he hurt? I'm afraid it's worse than that. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Who sent these two to break that kind of news? 
like the cops just roll up and she's like, well, is he hurt? And the lady's just like, oh, it's worse than that. He's like, dead? Yeah, like you guys fucking <laughs> suck at your job. Holy shit. Uh, and you know who else who sucks? The morgue. They just got all these unattended bodies in the hallway. Just laying all around. Like that, yeah. can't, that can't be legal. Uh, and then she's the, the guy's like, that's why we don't lift the sheet above the face, ma'am. It's like, oh my. And then we get John Saxon, who is the literal goat. He is the greatest of all yeah, time. <laughs> and I awesome. love seeing him in anything. Uh, mm. All the scenes in the Nightmare series to pick from. And they decide to give old Freddy the accordion arms back. He gets this Stretch Armstrong arm. <laughs> all throwbacks. Yeah. Uh Probably the most terrifying thing in this film is Gage's fucking giant black soulless eyes. This kid, uh, I don't know what he looks like now, but as a child, he just had these huge pupils and just soulless eyeballs. Uh, 45 minutes in, and it's honestly pretty action lacking. We get that starting scene with the claw, uh, the, the sleeping at the wheel. And Freddie pulling Gage into the coffin. So 45 minutes in, and that's that's essentially the action scene. I will say that the later half of this film is, in my opinion, much better than the first half. There's a lot of predisposition and just slow-moving parts of the first half. Uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. This kid is a weirdo. What is he reaching for up on the mm-hmm. top of that playground? God, he is says. It, is that what he says? He said he was looking for God to take him. Weirdo. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not you. He's scarier. It's what she says to Robert England. And Robert England's like, fuck you, I'm scary. I'm, I'm fucking pretty cool. <laughs> Hurting his feelings like that. What do you mean he's scarier than uh, me? The weird bone skeleton hand thing is weird. I don't like it. Uh, we get the return of the phone tongue. This kid starts uh, foaming at the mouth like he's got rabies. Then the phone starts foaming at the mouth like it's got rabies. What? <laughs> then it shows yeah, a shot the, phone, of the phone. Yeah. And it's like foaming out the, the mouthpiece. And it's like, uh, okay. Heather's really pretty unbearable. Uh, talking to Dylan about Rex and going home. It's like, just stop. Uh, uh, we get Wes Craven again. And then we get the, the space ball situation. Where it's like, we're in the now. Not the now now, the now now. Right now? No, you've gone too far. Like they're reading the script. Then, the but when will that happen? Now. Yeah. When? You just missed it. When? <laughs> just now. <laughs> and, and we get a proper Freddy attack. Uh, pretty solid. And we get the projectile black vomit all over everything. Uh, I love the like South African doctor. She just doesn't take any shit. She's like, no, uh, uh, this is how it's going to be. You're in my hospital. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and we get the screw your past line. So, again, this is kind of like the, the reunion clip show. Best of. Yeah, we states. get the decoy shot. Uh, have these fools never heard of a lawyer? Like, Heather needs some serious legal aid before talking to these clowns. These cop and the dude, they're just like interviewing and asking all these questions. It's like, no, no, you're an actress. You know better than this. Don't discuss anything without your lawyer. Like, Freddie says this line. 
And then this is what hungs me up. It's like, why? Like, it's not a zinger. It's not funny. And I don't get it. He says, ever play skin the cat? What the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this is a common game? Well, for serial killers, yeah. maybe. Then he's a serial killer. He's not. Josh. He's a demon. <gasps> okay. Okay. If a woman getting <laughs> murdered is a code yellow in this hospital, what the fuck is a code red? Kid I don't getting know. They're murdered? over the fucking PA being like, code yellow, code yellow. This lady just got murdered and she's floating in the air and hung on the ceiling. It's a code yellow. I thought the code yellow was in reference to the fact that the kid was missing. No. They were still saying code yellow. <laughs> no code for the dead okay. woman, just the missing kid. Uh, so Gage really didn't learn anything from Pet Cemetery because he immediately just hopped right on that highway and just about to. <laughs> oh, that was terrible, Josh. Was terrible. Uh, we do kind of get like one of the different Freddies. We get Cloud Freddy, who's just Freddy up in a cloud. So I guess that's a win. Uh, Freddy Krueger did it. Yeah, sure. That's typical John Saxon. Uh, we get a really cool Freddy water slide. I would love to go to like a Freddy Krueger land and go down that water slide. That looked like fun. Freddy Krueger land. They really <laughs> want you to like the new glove and get to look at it. They do like eight super close ups, like right back to back. Because it's dope. Yeah. New Freddy still has his stretch Armstrong arm when he's reaching into the furnace. Uh, <laughs> I do not remember him trying to boa constrictor his his mouth over this kid's head. Like that, that was completely gone from my memory, and now it is back. And I wish it wasn't. Uh, again, with the tongue, like the full-on snake tongue. Uh, the devil dissolve was kind of weird when he like gets defeated and you see him kind of like shifting to the demon that he is, I guess. But uh, in all honesty, it's one of the better like final battle scenes of the series where like the, the last 10 minutes is always the, the actress fighting Freddy and trying to beat him. And this one was uh, really solid, yeah. I think. Mm. Like, I, I'm not shitting on this movie. I, I don't dislike it. I really don't. I think the last half of the film is really good. I think the first half is a little slow. I think Heather's kind of phoning it in at some points or doesn't really know how to act in that situation. Or maybe that's how they wanted it to be played out, as she's kind of like Heather or kind of like Nancy. Uh, yeah, I just, the only thing I really don't like is the redesign. But if it just looked like Freddy, it wouldn't make any sense. So exactly. I, I get it. Well, and that's the other thing. Now, and I mean, I'll pose this question to you, Josh. What if it was somebody that was not Robert England playing Freddy in this makeup? It, it, Would you like it more or worse? It essentially was. I, I couldn't recognize Freddy in it. Like, I didn't see any Robert England coming through. It was like this new character. Maybe that's just me. I think it's just you. Yeah, that's just that's you. It. I, I thought Robert <laughs> England was fucking dope in this. Like... This really showed off his chops even more than... But I, I do agree does. with Josh, though. I feel like the one-liners were like... They were... they were A lot of them were misses. Like, like either have really good one-liners for him, or just don't. Just yeah. don't have any. Just yeah. have him like be if like... If you're doing a serious, serious yeah. take on Freddy Krueger... He's just a horrible menace that wants to yeah. murder people. 
Yeah, I think they tried to find a happy medium, and uh, they just kind of dropped the ball on that. And Josh's, you know, my humble opinion. image of it. But uh, in your in your humble opinion, but I mean overall, though, I mean let's talk about that for a second here. When you talk about the redesign that you don't really like, I mean it is intended to be a much darker you know, demonic-looking Freddy. It's not intended to be literal Freddy. They should have kept him more in the dark then. I think they revealed too much of him. Yeah. Like, if they want him to yeah, be, like, I mean, a, a, a terrible, scary demon, like, take notes from what all the films nowadays do. You keep that scary monster in the dark. You get quick little flashes. You get the odd poke through. You get maybe his demon hand poking up and killing somebody. Yeah, but I mean, that's a movie today that you're talking about. This yeah, is 17 years ago now. So, you know what I mean? So they were still in the whole idea of the fact that, you know, the, the last of the series, Freddy almost was never in the fucking dark. It was like there was always right. a bright spotlight on him showing him off. So they would have had to do something like that to kind of showcase the makeup in this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, my opinion is the makeup's not that great. It shouldn't be showcased. Yeah, well, you also really, really liked Freddy's Dead and The Nightmare yeah, Child. So, <laughs> does your opinion really matter tonight, oh, wow. Josh? Okay. I don't know. It is. That's fine. <laughs> you too, I guess. Josh's opinion always <laughs> matters. Fuck you too. No, Josh's opinion right. always yes, no, matters. No, no, this is Adam's not speaking for me, Josh. No, he went on a tangent on his own. Okay, I recognize the value. Oh, Josh, of I love opinion. you, and I. Oh, that's all right. I love you, and I respect yeah. your opinion, Josh. Yeah, lying. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. That's yeah, so those are my notes. Okay. Oh, good notes, good notes. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the effects work in this movie. So there is some deplorable CGI at certain points. But that's that. part and parcel uh, to 94. You know what I mean? It really is. I'd say the most cringy part of the entire effects um, was probably when Freddy's hand was coming up to the seat. Yeah. Yeah, going towards the guy's crotch. I was looking at it, going, "The fuck is this? like, like you can see like the lines just kind of ripple a little bit." Or when at the first when the claws like floating around, it was like major Adams family vibes. <laughs> that wasn't so bad comparatively. I didn't mind that one in that case, but I thought it was dope the way that the claws would like it would the claw would like kind of bunch up and like start drilling in and stabbing into people and shit blood everywhere and stuff i love that that was good um i like the idea that they they trick us at the beginning of the movie too and it shows freddie going and he builds the glove and he takes the fucking big ass meat cleaver and is gonna take his fucking hand off and then it's like more blood and they're like fucking yeah. squeezing and shit and it's not even freddie it's just some guy just some tech squeezing a bladder exactly Right, and and you got this awesome looking set, and Wes Craven's there, you know, and <laughs> shit like that. It was great. It was great. You know, there's some good effects, and I like the fact that they they went meta with the effects work too, you know, because they show the effects guys and they're having fun with it and they're playing around with the servos and the gears and they're, you know, they're talking about this, that, and the other thing, and then the fucking thing comes alive and you know it's a Frankenstein's monster scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it kind of kills the creators. Um. I know you say you don't really like the glove. Yeah. Right? But when you think well, the about the fact glove that it's at the not... first was really cool. Like the mm. robotic glove is super cool. But just like the weird demonic hand. Like it's not even a glove. It's just a demon hand that has knives coming out of it. But that's 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and I, it's like dream. It's like a dream. Yeah, like I don't, right? so I didn't. It, the fact that he still had it and the fact that he used it made me happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel like the last couple entries into this series were very watered down and they yeah. had like a formula and they kept going with that formula. And like, I've said that in previous episodes that like, you know, these are horror movies. They're supposed to have horror in it. Like, I know we love it and we don't watch them to be scared. We watch them because we love it. Right. But still has got to be kind of badass, Right. And I just, I find that Freddie, Freddie wasn't badass for a couple movies. And I felt that the last two, I consider more of like a horror comedy, like army of darkness. Yeah. Like the adventure. But I just, I don't know. I found Freddie a threat in this movie, even though technically it's not Freddie. I found him a threat. Like he was, he was, it, it just, it felt very much like how he was in a nightmare on Elm street. Like the first one where, you know, they don't know what the fuck's going on and they're trying to fucking do this. And I just, know. I kind of wish they would have ramped the dial up. Like if that's what you're going for, I want him yeah. to be fucking ruthless. I want to see that claw go through like a fucking baby. I want to see that claw fucking gut someone and their intestines pulling out. Like a I want to see Freddy go. He's a demon. He's a fucking demon. He should be fucking shit up. Oh my god, that this conversation just went south and in the best possible way. I want to see the glove go through a fucking baby. The, the look on Tim's face was just like, what the fuck? It was amazing. Yeah, no, it, it, I agree. <clears throat> this movie suffered from something that uh, some of the, even, you know, the earliest of the Freddy movies, like the first one, really did suffer from. Lack of Freddy. Yeah, well, like you I know, said, there's a ramp up to the fact that Freddy's there. Place. He's in the background. He's manipulating the scenario. Mm-hmm. There's hints of him, but he doesn't full bore attack until you know two thirds the way through right. the movie. You know when you actually get things to 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 occur, and, and I mean that's just that's just Wes Craven's style when it came to the the Nightmare on Elm Street flicks, right? There's there's a lot of build up, a lot of lead up to the actual you know, beat down scenario that occurs. I just, I found a lot of the segments, like I said earlier, it was like a greatest hits, but like kind of updated. Like I really love when, um, they're in the, the, the hospital waiting room or whatever. And like, you know, that whole Freddy scene was fucking dope. Like it was dope. Right. Yeah. And, well, he, and him, you're right, Adam, like him coming out of the closet, like, do you miss me? And he looked so fucking like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like th- yeah. that, that's dope. I wanted more of that in the mm-hmm. other five fucking movies. Right. Yeah. Like, not necessarily yeah. like, cause you're right. Freddie has a very distinctive look in this movie and it's, you know, obviously on this, this show, it's kind of decisive. Right. But can you imagine like old Robert England, a nightmare on Elm street, part three or part four. And it was like this, like, but like that makeup in that storyline, like instead of kind of being funny and doing, you know, like, that's what I, that's what I want. I mean, you know, I just, I just want Freddie to be scary. Cause he's supposed to be scary. Yeah. He's supposed to jump out of the fucking closet, come out from underneath yeah, the bed. The you know, he's supposed to, he's the boogeyman. And I love like the, I, 
you, you know, you keep going back to it, Tim, and, and it's true. One of my favorite, my, probably my favorite scene in this movie too, is in the hospital where the, the boy's looking at the and girl, the, his, yeah. his care. And she's looking around like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden you see Freddie just kind of lift his head. Yeah, and I just, I love, it's like, you know, just that fucking look. And then like he gets her and he's talking shit and fucking dragging her up the wall. And like, you know. And then he stands there and he's so fucking tall yeah. looking. And he just, his, his head is like right there. And he fucking turns his head to yeah. look at the kid. Upside down. Like it's it was, just, yeah, I, I really, yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I agree with Josh too. Like this is, I can definitely respect Josh's points. Like I just, I just wish honest. that this was really Freddie. Like <laughs> it was, it was like real, real Freddie. Like, yes, it's Robert England. He's in burnt makeup and he has a claw in his hand and he's going by the name Freddie, but you know, real Freddie. Right. Like that's and, something I mean, we never really got was like just a full out unrated, Freddy Krueger film where he just is a massacre. It's just a deplorable human. Well, and, and we we got hints of that in Freddy versus Jason. Like I feel like they took like a more I don't want to say realistic, but more of an edgier kind of yeah. spin on Freddy. Like he was funny, and he was like making fun of Jason, but like yeah. it was still kind of like again he was still kind of like. He was a cruel Yeah, bastard. he was like a force to be reckoned with. And I mean, you know, I don't know about you, how many people could stood it, stand up to Jason Voorhees, right? So, Freddie did. Well, they had they had to make him more of a cruel bastard and, and to be a force to be reckoned with because you're pitting him up against Jason Voorhees. Yeah, the, like the soul you know, So they would have had to have upped the just, game. He's got no, no remorse. I just, I don't know. I just That's feel right. like the the attitude and the... The way that the scenes were, I wish Wes Craven would have came back three movies ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like this movie is better than some of the other sequels because it's Wes Craven. Wes Craven made it up. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan. George Lucas comes back to do a fucking Star Wars movie. It's going to be awesome. Whether it sucks or not, it's because George Lucas is back doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that same idea um, or yeah. John Carpenter coming back to do Halloween. Like, even though he kind of is, but he's not directing it. Right. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, you know, the, yeah. the creator is having a second go on his creation and like fixing little things or changing little things. And I just, I don't know. I, like I said, I wish, I wish that he would have came back earlier because Freddie definitely suffered from the the whole let's make a bunch of sequels because they make hey, he's got sequelitis. He got like six sequels. Man. Like, right? the, like that's a lot. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's movie making business. It's business, right? They're trying to make money, but Actually, you know, make we... it cheap and make a lot of money. Yeah. But if they would have had like heart in it too, like, you know, let's make it cheap for not a lot of money, but let's love this movie. What are your guys' opinions on the new canon this creates? Because this means all the existing Freddy canon is film. And because Freddy fights Jason, that means Jason is film. Yeah, but according to the movies, if you're thinking about... It's like almost like alternate realities, kind of. You know what I mean? Like Because it's, yeah. it's like when you're watching I don't Nightmare feel that, on Elm Street, yeah. like the first one. 
Yeah. That's its own fucking universe, right? And everything that happens in that, and obviously, Freddy versus Jason also takes place in that, you know. And that also got ties to Evil Dead, and you yeah. know, Evil Dead yeah. is all about fucking alternate dimensions and wormholes yeah. and shit, right? So, um, I just feel like this was a get out of jail free card, and like, fuck, we painted ourselves in the corner. Oh, I got this amazing idea how to do a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You know what I mean? So. Well, like I said, the whole premise behind this film is, is uh, Wes Craven being pitched to make a Freddy movie, and he's like, "You guys fucked with him so much. Like, what do you want me to do?" Yeah. yeah. He's so disconnected from the original character he created. He had to fucking cut ties to all yeah. the other movies that happened and do this movie, right? So. Hmm. Uh, and I, I just don't, I just don't take this as canon now at this point because it isn't. The movie itself is not a Nightmare on Elm Street new nightmare. It's Wes Craven's new nightmare. It's a meta take on the series. It doesn't, it doesn't affect the universe itself. Well, the original title. I'm going to give you a, a free trivia time. The, the, the original title was A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Seven. Uh, what happened to it? That doesn't sound like an enticing no. title. What just, happened to it? Shh, just, shh, just for a minute. That's actually the most <laughs> definitive title. What happened to the seven? <laughs> what happened to it? <laughs> I'll read it when I do trivia time. I don't know what happened. All right. Well, that just means, and that's a good segue then, Tim, because it is time for trivia time with Zoom. <laughs> okay so the events of this film hold on okay the events of this film revolve around heather having a stalker and in real life she did have a stalker and wes craven got her permission to weave it into the story um, in this film, Freddy is depicted much closer to what Wes Craven originally intended for the character. Much more menacing, much less comical, with an updated attire and appearance. You gonna argue? Are you gonna you argue go. with Wes Craven, Josh? What? Of course he is, because Josh has his own opinion. I know. I'm just teasing him. Just teasing you, buddy. Wes doesn't know what he wants. Wes is dead. What's he gonna do? Just say oh. it. Ow. That hurt me. You know who it didn't hurt? Wes, because he's dead. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Uh, Wes Craven intended to ask Johnny Depp to make an appearance as himself in the funeral scene. Craven never worked up the courage to ask him, but after the film's release, they ran into each other. Craven asked Depp if he would have made an appearance, and Depp said he would have, and Craven should have asked him. That would have been dope. What? He did the last film. What possibly made Wes think that he wasn't going to show up for this one? I don't know. Because he did the last fucking film, and he's probably sick and tired of the bullshit. Uh, The television show appearance was inspired by a real-life encounter. According to Wes Craven, Robert England and I did an appearance together on public uh, television in the San Francisco area. It was about whether this kind of movie was bad for children or not. 
and there were parents in the audience and then kids. All the kids leaped to their feet and started chanting, Freddy, Freddy. I remember looking at the show's host and the parents, and they all looked horrified. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, the film has no opening titles to blur the illusion, whether it's a film or a documentary or something else altogether. The ending credits, Freddy Krueger is credited as himself, even though Robert England reprised his role. <laughs> so what did it say? Robert England as Robert England, Freddy Krueger as Freddy Krueger? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh... I believe I read this piece of trivia like every time, but Robert England has said that this is his favorite movie in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I get the feeling that Robert England has said that about every yeah. single entry in the franchise. So that when someone corners him, he can be like, "No, this one's my favorite." Yeah. Well, well, in this case, he's you know, it's it's right. He's right to like this one the most. So Miko Hughes, uh, Cage, as uh, Josh kept calling him, um, has a kept. Um, has kept the sewn-up uh, T-Rex dinosaur since filming. Wes Craven also had a copy without scars. Uh, Lynn Shea, who appears as a nurse, also played the teacher in the very first A Nightmare on Elm Street. Around the one hour Wait, and... Wait, what? Four... Lynn Shea. She's... Lynn Shea. She's, a... she's, a she's one of the nurses. She's a doctor in, in the first one? Teacher. No, she was the, oh, the teacher. teacher in the first one. So she's, she's a, a washed-up actress in this canon that acted in the first film and then fell back on her nursing degree. <laughs> yeah, that's the best story arc I've heard yet. Yeah. All right. So the original go. working title for this film was A Nightmare in Elm Street Seven: The Ascension. Ascension. Lame. That's pretty dope, uh, actually. Lame. No, that's dope. It's like Freddy's ascended to being more. Uh, New Nightmare is a better title. It is actually. Yeah, Wes Craven. Like <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so Wes Craven was looking to get a specific reaction from Miko Hughes. And his parents said there's only one way to make him cry. I was like, what's that? His mother left the seat and his father whispered in Miko's ear, Your mother's dead. <laughs> I really wish that wow. that was something I made up. Like I really do, but none of these are. Your made mother's up. dead. That is savage. <laughs> That's dark. Uh, this is. We're getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is kid the only... won't cry. He won't cry at all. And the dad's like, "Oh no, don't worry. We're getting our paycheck today. I'll make him cry." Yeah. <laughs> Your mother's dead. <laughs> Uh, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy's mom drives a Volvo station wagon. In this, Heather also drives a Volvo station wagon. Hmm. This is the only film in the Nightmare franchi franchise to feature orchestrated music during the credits rather than a song like all the other films, including Freddy vs. Jason and the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010. Hmm. Uh, at around the one hour, the scene where Heather is dialing Robert England's house number on the phone in her car, the music tones that are played, the buttons are the, basically the Nightmare on Elm Street theme. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, Wes Craven originally uh, was originally supposed to be on the run from Freddy by uh, 
riding around in a van driven by Michael Berryman. Both were supposed to be very sleep deprived. Oh, Michael Berryman. I can honestly say that would have been fucking been dope. dope. Yeah, I love Michael Berryman. Uh, this is the first movie in A Nightmare on Elm Street, the uh, the franchise that doesn't have any opening credits. Uh, let's do a couple more of them here. The picture of Heather that's on John Saxon's desk is in A Nightmare on Elm Street. It can be seen on the shelf in Wes Craven's house. This is the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie that does not take place in Springwood. Yes. yes. Because that's a fictional place. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Millendorf's death scene, so the hospital scene, was shot in a rotating room. I didn't know if you knew that. Yes. Same way they did the first Just one, isn't it? As an homage to the yeah. first one. So yeah. the tongue scene, the climactic tongue scene, took two days to film. Hmm. Uh, Freddy's death in this film is similar to his original death when he was burned alive by a group of vigilant parents. <laughs> He's got Hansel and Gretel. Mm, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Um, and I'll end it with, uh, no, I got two. Uh, after Heather makes the decision to play Nancy, the version of the house she enters has a blue door, like it did in the original, but all the other sequels showed it with a red door. I noticed <clears> that. I did too. Um, because I'm, I, I, I'm going to paint the door of my house, my front door, and I want to paint it red. Okay. No, I want to okay. paint it red, but I might paint it blue. I got glass knobs all through my house, and you would not believe how hard it is to find a red glass knob because I want to do one for my basement for six cents. Yeah, yeah. You can't find them. So, last piece of trivia: the body count in this four. Weak. And that was trivia time with Tim. Oh, you say weak, it Josh? Is. Trivia time with Tim. You say weak, but. Uh... Number six was like a four body count. Yeah, that's well, week three. two. Yeah, and I've said that, and you disagreed with me. You're like, they're fun, they're that's fun, Holly. Yeah, Josh is like, this is fun, it's fucking awesome. Alex. Fucking, I love this movie. You were saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't sound like that. Well, I can't, I, I can't do it in touch with Josh. I mean, I could try, but practice. <laughs> Excellent. All right, guys, thank you, Tim, for the trivia time facts and all the trivia stuff it's trivia it is now facts well it is kind of facts but serious it's (laughs) the fact like trivia okay (laughs) all right fine the trivia thank you all right it is time for us to give our final thoughts on this movie and tonight we go to the man who suffered the most while watching it josh didn't suffer you guys are making a big stink at it we'll find out when you by your rating We'll find out. It's a fun film. I enjoy meta horror. I love the the trying to think of the canon of the lore of the series. Okay, what does that mean for this? Oh, well, that's connected to that. What does this mean for that? What references are they making here? All that stuff's neat. Um, I love Gage. I think his big old soulless little eyes, and he's just a weird little fucking kid. 
Uh, I love Robert England playing Robert England, playing Freddy Krueger. That was great. Robert England playing Robert England playing Freddy Krueger on the set of that like talk show was great. Um, I love that he's out there and he's like signing autographs and chatting with the people before he goes to see with uh, Heather. That was pretty cool. The, the, I, I did appre- I did appreciate the uh, the glove on glove smash yes. in the audience, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen if he misses." Though <laughs> the uh, the big things that I dislike in this is Heather's acting. I think it, I couldn't get over the fact that she's trying to play Nancy. If she's trying to play Heather, I don't know if she knew what she was trying to play. I don't know if the director knew what they were kind of getting her to do. I don't know if it was intentional. I am not a huge fan of the redesign. I'm not a huge fan of the claw. I think if they're going to make it look demonic, they should have done more to make it look demonic. Like it looks so clean, the the bone claw. It looked like straight up something you buy from Spirit Halloween. Um, oh, yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, just going to bite my tongue. Well, no, whatever. The, the kills were good uh, because we've seen them before. They were pretty much all good kills from the other series they had seven movies to pull the best of so um overall i'm this movie a a high pg almost an iron but not quite uh it's pretty good um i don't dislike it like i said there are lots of films that i i do dislike and this is not one of them i just the aspects of it that kind of irk and it's because the freddy that i like a horror comedy Freddy. He's just a wisecracking smartass. Those Fair are my enough. thoughts. I respect that, Josh. I I'm respect sure. that. I can respect that too. Tim, please regale us with your thoughts. Um, I okay. So I remember being a, like, I don't know, like a kid. I don't know. I was probably like fourteen, fifteen, and I saw this, and I thought it was cool, but. I don't know. I think, I think what I didn't like about it was Freddie wasn't funny, right? Yeah. And then I watched it this time, and I had a blast. I had a blast. Josh, you're like really, really breathing loud, and your mic right there. Yeah. <laughs> he was falling asleep. <laughs> oh, Tim's talking. <laughs> um. I um I I really like this movie. Um after going through and watching them all again, um and just like I said earlier, the the them painting themselves into a corner. Um they got out of the corner. They got out of it and they did a one last self-contained fucking Freddy Krueger movie that Wes Wes Craven fucking developed and fucking directed and like I don't know. I just I really liked it. I liked the kills in it. I liked the 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 best of um, aspect of it. Um, I just I liked it. I really liked it. Um, it's not my favorite out of you know the whole series, but I'm definitely like yeah, I'd watch it again. Like you know, soon. Um, I'm going to give it an R because unlike Josh. I thought the redesign was cool because it's not Freddy, but it's a demon doing what he thinks Freddy looks like. And like, I thought 
there was a couple scenes where it was kind of fucking scary, like that closet scene where it's very low light and you just see the the highlights of it and um that hospital scene, man. That hospital scene was dope. It was dope. It was one of my favorite Freddy yep. Krueger scenes ever. Like I just I loved he was toying with the kid like and that's what mm. Freddie used to do. Like, look at what I can do. And you can't stop me. I'm dragging this fucking woman all over the fucking ceiling and shit. Right. Oh, you reaching for her? That's adorable. Like, fuck you. I'm Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I like. Fuck you. I'm Freddy Krueger. And I wanted, I, I wanted more of that. And like I said earlier, I wish Wes Craven would have came back sooner. Um, but I give it an R. Uh, it's Wes Craven. And I thought he did a dope job with... The shit that he was left like <laughs> he was me? left with a pile right and uh he made a pretty decent movie out of nothing so it gets an r from me r rating from tim perfect okay i fucking love this movie this movie i don't feel gets enough love when people talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and they talk about, you know, what movies they love, this never appears on anybody's fucking list. Almost like it's, people don't consider it part of the, you know, the series, the traditional series. Because, you know, when you look at it like what Josh would look at it, you know, you got one to six. That's Nightmare on Elm Street, really, in a, in a nutshell. And I think a lot of people, you know, consider that the same way. But this movie is all-inclusive in that to me. This is, this is a defining part of the series for me. When I look at it in terms of my favorite movies, part three still stands out. It's my favorite. That's Freddy in a fucking nutshell. He wisecracks. The effects are great. The acting is on on point. One is the classic. That's my classic. next favorite when it comes to that. Classic. But then this is probably, in my opinion, the third best in the series overall. Just because three is the best. One is the classic that you can't beat in any way. You know, just because it is what started it. Number seven sits right there. There, in my opinion, three defining moments in the series. The first one gives us Freddy. The third one defines Freddy that we all love the most. And this one gives him a new badass feeling look and, and everything about him. And it, it really does prove that you can do something new with the character and make it awesome yeah. again. Great. You know, like there was a way yeah. to do it. This movie actually gave me hopes that one day they would do a remake or a reboot or they revisioning. Did. They did, 2010. Or, but, I know, but that it would have been good. <laughs> or it would have been worth the time and effort. Like, because once again, you could do something that's out of people's comfort zone and make it awesome. You know, and that, that, that kind of really played to me. You know, I was excited when I found the novel of this sitting on a shelf at a bookstore. I bought it up. You know, it's it's a great story. I love the whole meta horror before meta horror was a thing. It, it's just, there's so much awesome about this movie that I, this is one of those movies that I regularly have conversations with people about. And they're like, Oh, I forgot that one exists. Like, don't yeah, kind of an this fucking movie needs to get some love. Yeah. And, um, uh, Vincent DeSante, our good friend, uh, who obviously bump stomp films and uh, never hike alone with the Friday 13th. He's been involved with a pseudo fan film follow-up to this. Mm. And it's called Danny's new nightmare. And the poster actually has the dinosaur with the claw marks in it. Mm. And it has to do with Danny as an adult. 
uh, and dealing with his demons, so to speak. I don't think it's out. They're getting ready to film it, or they're they're filming it now, or something like this. Um, This came out the same year as Scream, like the first one. Yeah. So yeah, Wes Craven was busy. Wes Craven was a busy guy. Busy that year. Wait, this came out the same year as Scream. No, Scream. What's that ninety? Holy shit! Man, that's crazy. And just thinking, now we're getting a Scream 5, which looks dope! <laughs> Saw that today. <laughs> so, uh, so overall, I got to side more along the lines of what Tim has to say. I'm giving this movie a full-on R. This is totally up there with great horror, especially with the fact that we're no longer in the 80s now. This is 90s horror. And this, in my opinion, is pinnacle 90s horror, like Scream and, and a bunch of other ones that came out at that time. So, yeah. I give it an R. I just I feel I feel like after watching seven of these movies, um, which I've seen many 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 times before, but this time again, like you, you, you know, doing this show, like you got your 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 critical hat on, right? And like yeah, you, your, we your... watch them in a different way when we watch them for the show. Yeah. I think. Um, I feel like hmm. this was a good ending to Wes Craven's Freddy Krueger. Right. Because after this, it's mm. it's never been the same Freddy. Like we got glimpses of it in Freddy versus Jason, but again, he's sharing that billing with Jason. Um, so it never really was Freddy's movie. Like they literally I don't know. Um I think that yeah. one's more of a Freddy movie than a Jason movie. I think it's both, even though the okay. fucking ending is my favorite. I fucking love when he's walking out of the water with the head. Like I love that shit. Anyways. It it's is dope. dope. Um, I don't know. I just I felt like this this movie it it had very much like epilogue feel to me. Like watching the first six and seeing where they they went to it and like you know they couldn't do anything else, so they did this, right? And I mean you know I I much rather them do something like this than a reboot, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Like I've always said that. Like if you want to add to the story. Add to the story. We don't need it retold, right? We don't need it retold. Yeah. And I'm I'm really happy that a lot of the franchises are doing that now. Like this I one said definitely earlier. needed to be retold, though. They it, convoluted the the main story arc so much that you need like that refresh, like all of these reboots are doing now. I almost uh, feel that continuation would work, would work amazing as a show. Yeah. Like having that like character development over. Like, you well, know. they they tried that a couple times, I think, before like miniseries were big. But I think there's a couple different shows with Freddy. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I I I I like this movie. I did. Yeah. I liked it. And and let's not forget, this movie really is, in a lot of ways, Wes Craven's love letter to horror and to the monster that he's created. The whole ending where the script is there. And it's Wes Craven basically thanking her, yeah. right, for for helping him complete his story and stuff. It, it's it's touching in a way yeah. because it's like it's like he 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 finished it. That's it. Like this is it. I'm done. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a nice touching goodbye. So, yeah. well, gentlemen, it is time to wrap things up because this has been a great conversation and it's been a great conversation over the entire series. I mean, we've really enjoyed revisiting these movies from a more you know, let's say critical 
point of thinking when it comes to the way that the horror movies genre plays out with this series. So thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in and checking out this live episode of They Cast from the Coast on Wes Craven's New Nightmare. The episodes will be available on all the major podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. Check us out on YouTube, Misunderstood Our Company. Facebook, Misunderstood Our Company. Like, share, subscribe, hit the notifications button, get notified when we produce new content every week. Uh, We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets. Tim needs his Tim Hortons fix, because it's Tim in the name. Yeah. Uh huh. Damn, Tim Hortons. And until next time, Josh. Yeah, just uh, waiting to get off here so I can go skin a cat, I guess, because that's just common nomenclature for our society. Just skin cats. Our serial killers. Skinning cats. Josh is skinning cats. Tim. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Until next time, keep it creepy. Good night.